It's Fab here, founder and head teacher at Old Marketing School and your marketing BFF. And today I want to invite you to the place where marketing rebels go to master the craft. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about our marketing rebels, self-paced course library and student community. Imagine this, the ultimate library of courses, tactics and templates for marketers looking to use their superpowers for good. So if you are ready to access our short courses, a supportive community of marketing rebels, your personal cheerleading squad, then you gotta go and check our library out. Yes, think about us as your marketing BFFs sharing incredible weekly tactics tools, resources, and even prompts and trends to make sure that you always have fresh content coming out. Plus, we also have marketing sprints, hot seats, and office hours to support you as well in the journey. If it sounds like a good party, I guess it is. So all you have to do is make sure that you join us and you can do it in just two clicks. You just go to School dot click slash library i repeat am school dot click slash library to find out more about how to join us right now i will be waiting for you on the inside now on with today's episode welcome to alt marketing school we are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers just like yourself We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team, welcome back to a brand new episode of Old Marketing School. My name is Fab, and I am your teacher, as per usual. I am very excited to bring you from a relatively frosty UK, just in case you're not in the UK, a little bit of a quick one, as we usually one of our quickie episodes. A very excited one, though, if you're asking me, because I'm going to break down with you and for you the social trends from Mootsuite from the 2021 report. And I really love this, this, this type of report. And again, you probably think like, Fab, you had a blessed or curse with a lot of data. Yes, I know I am. But I do love to look at what I can read through and really try to understand what we can take out of, obviously, the lessons and the learnings and the data that the reports are providing us and the trends and put it into practice for ourselves. With this, I thought I'll give us a bit of a run through of what I think is really key out of the five trends that we can see. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you like these type of episodes because we're forever evolving anyway. And also, also, let me know if you like my new mic. Not that you'll be able to tell, probably. But um, you might have seen on my Instagram, at Fab Giovanetti, I've been really chuffed with the new mic that I bought and the setup. So let me know if you feel the difference as well. Anyways, without further ado, let today's class begin. Talking trends, talking report with Ootsuite. This is quite exciting. There are five trends, so it should be quite straightforward. However, I want to make sure that I give us enough context for each and every single one of them. The all report is really about understanding 
what has happened in 2021, how brands have been reacting on social media. Obviously, there's some studies, there's an element of also case studies from the brands and also some actual takeaways and also outline some of the most effective social platforms for 2021 and so on. However, the five trends are really where I want to focus most of my attention. And we have five trends as the race of for RRI, which is really interesting. Why silence is golden. Way more than okay. Do I know you? And the Paris and promise of purpose. One thing I want to say before we jump dry in is that these different trends really reflect what 2020 was. And some of mine must, might be thinking are pretty much a dumpster fire of a year. Yeah, I'll take that. However, also 2020 was full of lessons and it really helped us understanding and evaluating a bit more how we have evolved as brands and how the consumer and overall our audiences have evolved and what we can expect from them. And I also think what we shouldn't really take for granted in general in life, by the way, if you're listening, but also I think when it comes to the marketing perspective, which is what we're talking about today. So the report really goes in depth is 54 pages so you can literally listen to this and try and get uh, the best takeaways from it without having to read it all but if you do want to read it all you can just go to ootsuite.com and obviously download it as well however i wanted to start off with the first element which is actually before we jump into the trends a very interesting thing which was seeing what platforms really brands are looking at and where they're really kind of focusing their attention also in 2021 More than half of businesses are planning to increase their budget, especially on one platform. Now try and guess before I tell you which platform you think I'm talking about. Hell yeah, I'm talking about Instagram, if anybody thought about that as well. And actually most of them are also planning to increase their budget on YouTube, Facebook, which I find interesting, but I'm not sure if it's going to work, and LinkedIn, which again is not too surprising. Interestingly though, there's not that much interest from a brand perspective on TikTok yet. So that really kind of is going to pave the way to what's going to happen next. But definitely when it comes to focus, uh, Instagram is at the top. And then we've got Facebook, YouTube and LinkedIn. And things like Pinterest and TikTok actually are quite low on the scale, which I find is a bit of a shame because I do believe that Pinterest has a lot more power than what we give it to. But Again, this is what's interesting. So that's kind of the setting that we have. These are really the focuses. Now, the first trend is the race to IRI. And it's almost that wake-up call that we needed about how social bridges the gap to a new consumer experience. And I think that's been something that obviously was brought by the pandemic. So, you know, that struggle to recoup lost sales in the wake of the pandemic, trying to understand how to deliver short-term ROI to their teams. But also finding fun and unique ways to bring back their, you know, customers at the top of the customer experience, which sounds obvious, but it's not, trust me, guys. And this is what I really loved as well. There is obviously a focus in 2021 to increase acquisition of new customers, 100%. And I would almost be remiss to say that if that wasn't the case, we will have to talk about it, seriously. Because we really want to get new people and we want to get that buzz going back as brands. However, there is a lot of interest in brand awareness, which I'm really happy about because I think is very key when it comes to that purpose-driven element. What I would love to see more, and it's only 28%, is the focus on increasing customer retention. Even more so, I really, I feel strongly about customer experience. You know, if you've listened to the podcast, if you've read some of my stuff, you'll know that. 
And the fact that the co- they're actually improving the customer experience is only 23% of the focus from some brands, it really bums me out a bit because I would really love that to be at the forefront of the focus because by improving the customer experience, you can improve the ROI, you can drive sales and you can retain customers. But again, this is kind of some of the interesting things as well. One thing that has really shown or that really has become apparent in 2020 is that transactions alone don't create memorable brands or long-term growth. And thank goodness that eventually the penny dropped. What that means is that funnels, when it comes to sales funnels, are becoming more complex, but not necessarily elaborated. They're becoming more guided through. So really choosing that sort of bottom funnel clicks that we all know is not going to be enough. So really marketers need to use their social performing abilities, but also recreating a customer experience that also has been taken away for some brands who were also offline and, you know, literally jumped into the online world. So, I mean, this is not too surprising, but a couple of takeaways include something that Fab, who talks to herself in third person, really feels strong about, which is social selling. Social selling is going to be huge. You heard it here twice now. You'll hear it again from me a few more times. But I really can see that becoming a really big part of that customer experience, that driving traffic is going to be key. And it's really interesting to see how that is going to become our leading part of obviously the business strategy. And also maybe from this trend, I'm really hoping that social can become the leading light in that loyalty that I want brands to focus on more so, so much and they struggle. And again, it doesn't seem to be at the forefront of people's minds. So that's trend number one. Now I just want to kind of like set the scene and I think this is a trend that I wanted to talk about a bit more because it's so important to understand where people are at. Now we have uh, obviously FOMO. Uh, Silence is golden, it's so important. And uh, this again is might be a bit more straightforward, but it's really about brands finding their place in any conversation that's happening online. Why? Because so many of us have been obviously going online as a way, as users as well, as a way to cope, as a way to find distraction, as a way to find, you know, some uplift. So we have a variety of generations that have been jumping in and these different demographics are really looking for that fun, entertaining, inspirational content on social media in order to help them feel like a sense of normality, I guess. And with that, it really means that how brands have been positioning themselves within what is not just a cultural phenomenon, but is a worldwide uh, happening. You can use whichever word you want. It really proved that a lot of people started learning how to communicate and when it's time to talk as a brand and when it's time to shut up as a brand and listen. And I think this is what we're going to see when it comes to really learning how to become better social listeners. So social listening, I think, is going to become a big, big thing. And I'm really interested to see how brands are going to adapt that. And you can do it on a bigger level with obviously tools that can help you do social listening and understanding what people love about your brand and about your industry. But you can also very go very much go manual with it and just start, you know, looking for specific keywords on social and really try and understand how can you position yourself. Why? The other thing that I'm going to say on this one very quickly is really changing your mindset as a marketer and don't dismiss passive content consumption anymore. Really beware 
of the fact that even if people are not proactively talking to you or engaging yet, they still are consuming. So what you say has a massive way. It matters. So I think really communication is going to be at the forefront, which should be a social. That's the hilarious thing. But I think even more so. If you have something to say, great. If you don't, don't try and force it. That's kind of my takeaway with that. Uh, way more than okay is actually a really fun trend and is about, uh, you know, a generation that has been ignored by digital marketers and how it's boomed on social. And that is the older generation. And that, I think, was a pun on that. I think it was a pun because it was the boomers. So boomed boomers. Anyway, I just, that penny just dropped. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, it's really interesting that 70% of the internet users aged 55 to 64 have bought something online in 2020 which means these peeps that maybe were not as confident online are definitely the ones that are starting to get the grips and just really understand how that world works so there is a brand new audience of baby baby boomers that are even on tiktok that you can potentially talk to and i think it's really important to understand that you shouldn't dismiss fully all the generation on social media you should think about really, can you expand your audience to potentially tap into audiences that maybe don't feel like you're, they're exactly your target, but you can still provide value to? Maybe yes, maybe no, but I think it's really important to start asking those conversations because these guys have been dismissed massively just because people thought that they weren't online, they weren't on social, and they actually probably are the people that are more likely to be vocal and write reviews and, and ask you questions. So I think this is really important. Trend number four is about, do I know you? And it's tying engagement data to identity. Uh, and obviously giving that new momentum to marketers. And I think it goes back to, again, that social listening element of it. Um, I'm just, by the way, I am reading through as I talk to you as well, just so that I am saying actually the right stuff as well. Um, and I want to make sure that I'm kind of getting it right. I think with this, I'm just reading through, and I was reading through actually before, I read it a few times. And when it comes to this, I think it's really just understanding, you know, your brand and how it fits within the social media space and actually almost a reality check about, you know, do you know, you know, what your brand awareness, what your legacy, what your impact is, and almost review it for yourself as well because there has been a massive new refreshed focus on social media as a way to really communicate, obviously sell to your audiences. And I think it's really time to then reassess what your social strategy is, what your expectations are. And I think that goes almost more inwards and talks a lot, this trend about how organizations have been shifting their focus and, and almost saying, no, okay, social media actually has a lot of value in a lot of ways. And it would be worth the while really being able to understand the maturity level of your organization and your company and is also something that Suite helps you with it's called maturity assessment which I find really interesting but overall I think is really understanding how can you engage in a very proactive way on social again maybe something that we struggle with again because of the constant pivoting but this is kind of what I'm reading within the, the between the lines here it's maybe not as straightforward not as practical but it's very much a really very powerful insight in my opinion last but not least kids we are down to the parallel premise uh, of purpose which is really what all marketing school is all about so i'm really 
feeling really strong about this one. Um, and he says, both brands are in the ballroom, not the front lines of social. And I think this is really interesting because it come, it opens up a whole conundrum about purpose-driven content and purpose-driven company and social responsible capitalism. What is good, what is bad? Now, in this, for, for the sake of this report, we're not going to delve into this, uh, like... Uh, life kind of dilemma of this and potentially the social dilemma that comes with it. I'm just going to read through and kind of outline what has been happening, which I think is still very interesting. Uh, modern brands are really thinking about associating their organization with that conscious mindset that is almost like an expectation for younger generations like Gen Z and all the likes, which again, for a personal perspective, for what I'm trying to build with all marketing school is really exciting. Because that's what I would want. I would want to be able to encourage brands and people to open up a more honest conversation about what we can do as brands, as companies, as products beyond ourselves and how we can make an impact on other people as well. And a lot of brands actually double down on their purpose. And I think we talk about the double-edged sword with it though, which is you want to make sure that you're not mimicking what that purpose should look like on social media or in general as a brand. Whatever purpose, whatever values you are connecting with as a brand, it has to be honest, it has to be true, and it has to be authentic without using the word authentic because it's kind of bad when words start making you cringe because how people use them, but that happens. So really, purpose not for purpose sake. And this is something that I massively believe in because a lot of brands stumbled with that in 2020 and, um, you know, that, that desire to respond to public pressure and contribute in conversations in a way that wasn't natural to brands is what was their demise. And just to give you an idea, people that have been amazing and brands that are incredible at this is like people like Patagonia, Ben & Jerry's, because whichever conversation they are joining, they have been doing that work for decades around those topics, whether it's racial inequality, whether it's social inequality, whether it's sustainability, is really understanding how can you, maybe if you're starting out with that side of your business and really honing it, maybe start small and start introducing that as part of the conversation because that will be much more authentic, if you want to use that word, than pretending to endorse something that you really are not right now because obviously you're just trying to jump on something that doesn't feel authentic. The last thing I'm going to say in here is your consumers will know, all right? Your consumers will 110% know. And this is very important to understand because they will have a really clear idea of what is right and what is not. And so don't just assume they will not be able to figure it out. And I think this is one of my takeaways. And we'll kind of come down to the end now. Uh, my takeaway is your consumers, your audience is much smarter than what you think. Now, maybe they're not all like us, little marketers who constantly, you know, pick ideas and, and read things through because this is who we are, right? And so we constantly are like analyzing, but it doesn't mean that they don't see the patterns. It doesn't mean that they're not smart enough to understand. And so lead them with that journey in 2021, going back one more time very quickly. So remember, understand how you can make social more connected to your ROI, more connected to the customer acquisition. Remember that you don't always have to talk. Sometimes you, you can also listen. 
think about generations and demographics that maybe you have been ignoring that you could actually start a conversation with. Look at the way that you are incorporating social media with the overall strategy. And finally, purpose, not for purpose sake. Purpose driven because you really want to make that impact and build that legacy. I hope you enjoyed this type of episode. Let me know what you think because it is different. And I want to make sure that it's something that you would like me to do more of, any reports, any case studies, anything that you want me to turn into plain fabulous English out of 50 plus pages of goodness. I'm here to do it. So let me know what you think. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, go and download um, if you want to go and download the episode as well so you can actually get the report and you can read it all through. Uh, I can't wait to see you again next week. Class dismissed. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time. <laughs>